The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts of this program do not necessarily stand to reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 7th of May, 2022. I'm your host, Bad Billy, and I've got a good show lined up for you as I normally do. In just a few minutes, you're going to hear a conversation that I had with Philip D. Blackman. Uh, he was on the show last week, and him and I are continuing with the conversation uh, that we had last week. Yes, indeed. The second hour, I am joined by the ringside reporter, Eric Lorda, and him and I talk about a fantasy matchup that people have been talking about for the past 70 years. Yes, indeed, we're talking, of course, about the world of boxing. The third hour, I'm joined by the icon, Stephen James, because, well, it's time for pop culture discussion. It's just been announced that season five of Cobra Kai will be released on Netflix in September, and we're very excited about that. Before I get to any of that, I want to cue the first song of the show. This is The Steel Woods with Axe. And I'll be back with the conversation with Philip D. Blackman right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. Now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. Devil 
shadow underneath the moon keep that fire going the sun is coming soon I will swing my axe don't let the flames go down come out some of that thrill seeker rocking out to the station i hear you you're probably even sipping on a drink right now an average blah blah drink in a can or bottle one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you i'll bet you want something different don't you something more take your shot with cold cock whiskey the best whiskey anywhere why because it's different from other liquors cold cock whiskey is herbal whiskey 100 all natural herbs blended with aged american whiskey no more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. A wise man said, fall seven times, stand up eight. I say, stay down there, you're drunk. I called us a cab. Mr. Holland, I love America. Nothing bad happens here. I blindly follow my president, my hero, my ruler. His beliefs are my beliefs. His God is my God. I love America. Nothing bad happens here. I blindly follow my president, my hero, my ruler. His beliefs are my beliefs. 
His God is my God. What would America be like without freedom of speech? This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliated with My Patriot Supply. Are you prepared for the next unplanned emergency? As we speak, inflation is rising and the grocery store shelves are stocked less and less every day. The time to prepare is now. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com, visit the store section, and click on the My Patriot Supply banner and purchase yourself some buckets of delicious gourmet food with a 25-year shelf life. You can also purchase other essential supplies you can use during times of unplanned emergencies. Supplies such as the Alexa Pure water filtration system, first aid and medical supplies, solar power supplies, and much more. Again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Visit the store section and click on the My Patriot Supply banner. Don't be left in the dark. Get yourself and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency today. I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, the song you just heard, that was The Steel Woods with Axe. And now it's time for Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with special guest Philip D. Blackman. Here we go. Outlaw Radio, conservative talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Outlaw Radio, conservative talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. Uh, once again, this week, I'm going to welcome back the one and only half-man, half-amazing Philip D. Blackman out of Texas. What's going on, brother? Hey, hey, how you doing, man? Loving, uh, loving my gun rights down here. How are you, how are you doing out there? Hey, we're, lo- we're loving our gun rights here in Idaho, too. But, uh, yeah, last week we were talking about uh, how states, one by one, are passing constitutional carry. And uh, now, I mean, it's it's like the more I mean, this game of chess. Ever since Biden has uh, entered the White House, you know, I'm I mean, obviously, everything's been a mess from day one. Now, 
we talk about the high gas prices for one, you know, and, and they're like, well, you can't really blame the president. But the the day Trump left left and Biden entered, here we go. Let's close down the pipeline. And that's uh, gas prices went up like 10 cents that day. And now look where we're at. So, yeah, I do blame the president on this shit. Well, you know, I'm, I'm down here uh, in, in southeast Texas where we got ExxonMobil, a lot of these uh, – you know, we're, we're actually producing the oil and the gas that's going out to the rest of the country. And even down here where it's being created, uh, just in the past, uh, just in the past seven days, it's gone up 15 cents. That's a uh, lot. So, so for, you know, for um, the, the, the low grade gasoline down here in South Texas, we're paying about, uh, uh, I think the, the one I saw today was two or three ninety eight, And it's 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 unbelievable how much is going up. Yes, yes. But uh, you know, it's it's almost as if now this is turning into a chess match between uh, you know uh, the 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 Democrats, the Republicans, the Rhinos, and the Blue Dogs. If as you say, you know, mm-hmm. and it's we have states one by one lately passing constitutional carry. And obviously, well, Biden hates that. So now, you know, there's all this talk about uh, about uh, ghost guns, and you know, I would, Biden said something that I do somewhat agree with. Is what he said, you know, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy a kit and put together a gun, that kit should have a serial number on it. And Agreed, I'm, absolutely. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, like every weapon out there, but. but that's about the bottom line, you know. He's he's uh, been all about gun control since the days uh, he was vice president, and, you know. Just now, constitutional carry is passing, and I think we can thank him for that because you know, people are getting fed up with his bullshit, and and uh, so they've got to make a move to go against him. You know, I mean, like I said, this is a game of chess, and. Somebody just took a pawn. Now somebody took his knight. Now they're about ready to take his bishop, and he's losing his shit. Well, you know, Biden, um, man, he, you know, again, the old, uh, the old Democratic moniker, uh, moniker, you know, never let a crisis go to waste. Um, anytime there's a, there's a shooting, they, they immediately they uh, they start politicizing about gun rights, and we need more gun laws and. Look, for, we already know first and foremost, if you just enforce the gun laws we have on the books, then I think that'll help a lot of your problems. But again, going back to what we were talking about in the last show, um, man, the, the only people that care about the laws are the people who are, are, are lawful. I remember when I was a kid, I saw a bumper sticker that said, when guns are outlawed, only outlaws will have guns. And I didn't understand that until you know we started seeing this administration make its moves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now this, to get a be- better understanding, a little bit of, uh, some of the stuff that's going on here, um, this, uh, this in from the, uh, second amendment, uh, this is a video from the second amendment foundation. I want to go ahead and play the audio for that because it just turn it just turns out to be quite interesting if you ask me. So give me, or, or now, did I say second amendment alliance? I'm, I think I... Meant to say Second Amendment Foundation. So, there you go. At, uh, take a listen to this here. 
Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have vowed to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscation, and government regulations. Now, Joe Biden is no longer hiding his real intentions, and we need you to take action now. Whether it's a 9mm pistol or whether it's a rifle is ridiculous. I'm continuing to push to eliminate the sale of those things. The Biden administration is coming after your right to own any gun. We need to stop his gun-grabbing agenda, and it starts with your phone call to 800-344-8082 to sign our petition to protect your Second Amendment rights. Joe Biden has already issued executive orders. He is now demanding Congress push through radical gun legislation. Please call 800-344-8082 and press 1 now to sign our petition demanding an end to Joe Biden's anti gun agenda. We urgently need millions of Americans to take action to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Again, call 800-344-8082 right now. Now, in a follow-up to, to that, uh, as far as uh, gun rights organizations, I'm going to say, you know, I mean, you if you have an NRA membership, good for you, but it's, it's like uh, they're really not doing much to help the cause anymore. Uh, the Second Amendment Foundation has you know, they, they push a lot harder. Not only that, their, their memberships are a hell of a lot cheaper. We're talking, uh, $150 for a life membership with the, uh, second amendment foundation. So I do urge you to go join them at, uh, saf.org. That's, uh, Sierra Alpha Foxtrot.org. But, uh, yeah, after hearing his little speech there in that, uh, and that video clip there, what do you think there, Philip? You know, man, I, this is coming from the same guy, if you remember, um, during the, uh, when he and Barack were running for re-election. This is the same guy who recommended firing a shotgun into the air, a double-barrel shotgun dropping both barrels uh, to ward off burglars in their neighborhood. He has no idea, no concept of why the Second Amendment uh, reiterated the constitutional rights of a citizen. Uh, and, and clarifying the the, the, uh, the limitations of the government to, to come over it. Um, Joe Biden, he, he's, he's been under the, he's been uh, assaulting uh, the constitutional uh, carry idea and, and, you know, proponents like you and I, people who support it, we re- look, Joe Biden and the, and the political left, these gun grabbers, they have no, they don't understand the simple concept, uh, Billy, is, you know, that these concealed carry laws that, that, they, that they have on the books, it's never not one time ever stopped a criminal from just simply illegally carrying their firearm, whereas law-abiding citizens won't, right? So, I mean, I don't understand where the disconnect is, why they think we need more legislation when really the the criminals don't really give a shit about the legislation anyway. You know, and basically, uh, you want to know what a a Chinese prostitute looks like, either look at LeBron James or better yet, an old prostitute by the name of Joseph Biden. <laughs> Joseph t- Robinette Biden Jr. Rob- Let's get him his official name. Robinette. Re- Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. That's his name. <laughs> I, I look it up. I'm telling you that, that, that no, I'm I, not being a. I've heard, is- I've heard that before, and it's, it's like every, every, t- every time I hear it, you know it's. Um, so, I don't know. Some individuals should not have a woman's name. <laughs> uh, yes. It's like yoga pants. Just because you can don't mean you should. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, the old Larry, the cable guy. So your parents gave you a girly name to toughen you up 
obviously didn't work in his case. So, <laughs> right, yeah, no, no, he's he, he, he got a member, man. He he stood up against Corn Pop with a with a piece of chain about three feet long, who was a bad dude. All right, so remember, Joe Biden's tough. Oh, oh, sure he is, sure he is. <laughs> <laughs> like you, another Joe we know, right? Oh God, I'm not about to go there with that idiot. Uh, that just to s- briefly say, and that's all I'm talking about. Actually, I was talking about Joe Manchin, uh, the Democratic senator. Um, you know, it's, that's you know that that's the other Joe I'm talking about who's who's causing waves. True, but uh, he he's also done some good things. So I'm not go- I'm not going to say he's without redemption. But uh, we'll, right, we'll see. Whereas uh, Joe Joe Biden's going to die without redemption because he has no shame. Uh, Billy, I think that's the problem. And, and what's concerning for gun owners and gun rights advocates is um, there there is zero justification for them trying to do you know what they're doing. Now, again, the ghost guns, hey, I agree with that. There should be no firearms sold without a serialized number that can be attached to it. I get it. I agree with that. Um, but but this this whole notion of of limiting the magazines and and uh, limiting the, the the or the capacity of the magazines and limiting the calibers that they can fire that's that's ridiculous. You see, I don't even get that in hunting regulations too. Where is uh, you know if you, especially here in Idaho, if you go duck or pheasant hunting and you can only have three in the magazine, but if you take the plug out of your pump action. Uh, that's gonna, that means a health, uh, he- very hefty fine. I don't hmm. get that. I mean, what's the difference if you have seven shells in a magazine you got, or you have three shells? Well, the idea behind that, <clears throat> the idea behind that is uh, wildlife conservation, right? You know, because ducks, they, you know, they 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 go in a big group, and if you got seven rounds to dump, man, I mean, you're gonna wipe out that that uh, that waterfowl in your area. So the idea, I think, is by by limiting it to three, you know, that 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 keeps you from just, you know, you know, just losing your mind. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the that's the way I've had a game warden kind of explain it to me why it made and, and it made sense the way he laid it out. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, I mean, birdshot expands as it goes out. So, I mean, uh, one shot is going to take out. Uh, can can take out a, a whole flock right there if you really think about it. It only takes one, so I mean uh, three or seven. It, it just doesn't matter. Obviously, I agree you should limit to to how much you can kill, um, but I don't think uh, th- three shots versus uh, seven shots really makes a a whole big difference. Well, I mean, yeah, and 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 that's why we uh, that's why we can still disagree. Why we can disagree and still be friends because. You know, my, my counter argument to that and, you know, uh, is you got to figure you got one shot, you know, one one shotgun shell with all this bird shot going up. All right. Well, that that's a, that's a, that is a limited net. Right. But now you're throwing, you know, from from three limited nets. Now you're going to seven. You're expanding your spread. You're expanding your chances of killing more and more and more and more. You know, they, they want you to work for it a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can I can see that aspect of it. But same time with deer hunting, you can only have three in the magazine when you're deer hunting, and it's like, uh, well, if you if you need more than one or two shots, and actually you should only right. need one shot, unless you're unless you're hunting elephants, which uh, you better you better have a damn powerful rifle. Uh, you, you really 
Right. I mean, you really don't need more than one, but still uh, one versus more, a uh, few more in a magazine. I mean, I, I agree. You don't need to put in a magazine that almost, that uh, is probably about six in inches long and you can use it for a grip almost. But well, you know, when you now I don't know what the you know down in down here in the south, um, we have a hard we have a big problem with feral hogs, right? I mean, they, uh, they're just feral hogs will tear up your property. They're a nuisance. They're a pest. They they multiply. <laughs> yeah, right. So so the the deal is is you know when 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 these people talk about well why do you need a, a thirty round magazine? Well, have you ever tried shooting hogs out of a helicopter? You know, I mean, you're you just not going to hit them. But even then, as a deer hunter, if you take an AR out hunting, um, I, I know I'm guilty of it. If I if if I see a hog anywhere near my feeder, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna gut shoot him. I'm gonna go, I, I want that nuisance away so they don't destroy you know and eat all the rye and stuff that I've laid out for deer. So I mean, pigs are a nuisance. So when you talk about third round magazine, that's a good reason why a hunter would use one. Yeah, I mean, but. When it comes when it comes to uh, I mean, just hunting along because up here we don't we don't have wild dogs we we have coyotes at night and I've uh, killed my fair share of them helping uh, somebody else with his uh, her herd who was yeah they were starting to go after his cattle and uh, well I helped eliminate that problem by, by killing a few coyotes and skinning them and and nailing their hides to a tree and if you think I'm cruel for that then goes. <laughs> Oh, oh well, you know I. It, you got to you got to cure it somehow, and that's the only way to do it. So yeah, I mean, when you nail their hides to a tree, it becomes a deterrent. They they know okay, we got to stay the fuck out of here. <laughs> Steve, he's been shot. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So you know, but you know, and while we're on the subject of uh, hunting too, this is this. Uh, my cousin brought up to me, which is very interesting too, is uh, they're eliminating a lot of predator hunting. Like, uh, you, you know, no no more uh, killing bears, no more killing cougars mm -hmm. and whatnot. You know, well, for one thing, if you're if you're uh, hunting bears and cougars with a pack of dogs, I'm, I am against that, especially bears. Yes. Because, because, you know, what happens with those bears is uh, they – they meet up with a pack of dogs and then they just start running. They go someplace where they find some berries or they might find a, a rodent or something to eat and they run into another pack of dogs. And it, it, it's like a never-ending cycle and that bear is just running, running, running all summer long and doesn't gain the weight that uh, he needs for hibernation. Yeah, that's a great point. So, you know, that, that's why I'm against hunting with hounds uh, in that sense. You know, and, and uh, really, uh, if you want to lose your, really, if you want to lose your hounds, uh, going after cougars is a good way to do it. Right. But I'm not against uh, cougar hunting, and I'm not against bear hunting. It's just, I, it needs to be done in a fair manner. However, um, you know, so you stop the bear hunting, you stop the cougar hunting. It's already, I, I think wolves need to be exterminated out of this area. And no, do I, I understand they're an endangered species and all that shit or were whatever. They didn't need to be reintroduced to Yellowstone Park or uh, certain places down here because they're nothing but a fucking nuisance going after livestock and whatnot. 
they they flourish in uh, northern and in, in Alaska and parts of Canada. Just leave them there. They don't need to be here. So you eliminate predator hunting. And then, of course, they eat up all the game. They eat up the deer, the elk, the antelope, what have you. Okay, now that we have established, um, you know, the most of the, most of the game is gone that um, most people would hunt, why do we need guns? So hand over your single-shot 12-gauge and your bolt-action 30-06, you know. So, I mean, that's, to me... You know, it's another setup for future gun control. You know, I I, I got to respectfully disagree. I mean, that, that almost sounds a little bit of uh, like a foil hat type thing. And and, and here's why. <clears throat> because, you know, I, I do I do work a lot with uh, the Texas Rangers uh, and the uh, game, uh, game wardens uh, down here in, uh, in South Texas. And, you know, we're always looking at uh, – we're always – Always, always, you know, at least down here anyway, we're trying to, uh, we, we try to keep a good count of what the wildlife is. So if we're seeing a shortage of does, which female deers, uh, for people who don't know what I'm talking about, um, then they they limit how many does can be killed that year. Um, and and it's, it's all population control. How many bucks can be killed? And the idea is they release these, these tags and these permits to kill uh, these certain sexes of animals for population control. So for them to say right now, hey, predatory animals, you know, they, they do serve a purpose in, in nature. So, you know, you know, they're, we're, we're, you know, so if you have too few predators, you have too many prey. So how do we, how do we fix that? We got to introduce more predators. And, you know, and, and so, and, and, and so when, when they start hitting that threshold where they got less prey and more predator, then they'll start reissuing those bands. So I, I kind of see, I look at it personally as a uh, as a wildlife or, or uh, game control, um, because I mean all these animals, regardless whether you like them or not, they all serve a purpose in in the big wheel of nature. That's yeah, I'm just saying wolves don't belong here where I'm at. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean whether whether you shoot them off or if you track them one by one and trank them and and. Uh, Give them, give them a lift up to Alaska or something. Get them out of here. They're just a, too big of a problem for our beef industry. So are they, are they preventing people from killing wolves? Is that the issue? Uh, the, oh, yeah. There's. I think now if, a, if you own land and cattle are grazing on it and a wolf uh, shows up, you can, uh, you can shoot the wolf. But before, there were hefty fines. Like, it doesn't matter. If uh, if you had a bull, yeah, that, twelve thousand dollar, you know, breeding bull, you know, yeah, and, and and a wolf and a pack of wolves manages to take it down and kill it. Oh well, you know, it's survival of the fittest, or blah blah blah. You know, no, yeah, it, that, that, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's a it's a problem, and they need to go. They they really need to go. They do not belong here. They did not need to be reintroduced here. But then again, hey, that who who the hell am I? But that you know, it's my opinion. Right? Yeah, you're you're just you're just a guy with an opinion like I am. You know, I mean, you know, and it, it makes you wonder. Like, if you you know look look around Florida, I mean, they've got a, a it was a, it's a true pandemic of pythons, you know, going everywhere from people, you know, growing them as pets and then releasing them into the wild because they don't want to mess with them no more. And 
uh, you know, and it, it's detrimental to that to the habitats in several areas down there. Just like the wolves, you know, the game the game warden, the parks parks and recreation oh. should be doing their job to to uh, mitigate that for for you guys. Oh, when I talked to the gentleman with the uh, Gun Owners Association of America, uh, he, he was from Florida, and we talked about that. And I looked up the Florida fishing game, and they have a python season now. Good for them. <laughs> and I was like, I, I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. I I wouldn't mind giving that a shot because that sounds nope. interesting. I've seen I've seen both anacondas, and I didn't want no part of it. Right, I mean, that, that did it for me in snakes. So I don't care if it's a grass snake. I, I'm not messing with it. I don't know. Well, as, as long as I got a good gun, it's uh, going to blow a great big hole in it. And not only that, I've eaten snake in the past, and it's pretty damn good. So, thirty round mags all I take, and <laughs> nothing less. Nothing less. Because <laughs> you know, I you know the panic firing. You know, <laughs> I've been there. Oh, snakes. Hey, yeah, but wait till you try eating it. Well, then again, that's. Oh. I think that's the Native American part of me. Well, brother, look. Here's the way I look at it: a snake has never bit me, so I'm not going to bite it. Now, if one ever bites me, then I'll try. I'll try to eat me some snake. But uh, until one bites me, I'm trying to keep my karma in balance. <laughs> call it silly, call it superstitious, but it is what it is. <laughs> hey, so like I say, I think that's my that's my Native American heritage. You know that uh, that tribesmen love their snake. So, mm. no, sir. <laughs> but I'm, but I'm glad I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm glad you find it as a good delicacy. <laughs> Actually, I, th- I find uh, reptiles in general a pretty good delicacy. Uh, like alligators, pretty damn good too. Never had it again. Never been bit by one. Not gonna. I'm not gonna draw first blood. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I think we went off a little top uh, off topic a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know the. We're looking at the primaries. I'm I'm not going to go through a long list of names here, but we're looking at uh, the the primary elections that are happening in some states like Indiana and Ohio. You know, unfortunately, uh, Rusty Johnson, who I had on the show here a few weeks ago, uh, he finished seconds in, in uh, his district. But uh, you know, we're we're looking at some strong Republicans that Democrats are shitting their pants over. They the thing is the left. They they know they've finally been caught with their pants down, you know. Yes. At, 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 because we're looking at uh, Democrats, and especially like Connecticut is ultra left, and there are people there who are fucking pissed, and they are Biden voters. They're they're like, wait a minute, I didn't sign up for this shit. There's a lot of buyer's remorse going on right now. A lot of it, and and with these elections, you know, the the problem the I don't want to say red wave because, uh, but what I do I do see a, a huge huge uh, exodus from the Democratic Party uh, this year because people just don't. I mean they 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 have such buyer's remorse and shame. I, I I'm sure you followed on Facebook as well or on on social media. Uh, man, how many how many? Pro Biden posts have you seen come across your feed? None, none. The re- buyer's remorse, brother. The, the Democrats, they Joe Biden has successfully killed the twenty two elections for the midterms because they can't run on anything. What they can say they signed an infrastructure bill, a bipartisan infrastructure bill. That is just about it, and that's not even good for our country. There is nothing these Democrats. They don't have a platform. 
So now their platform, if you watch into some of these races, they're actually getting, they're, they're drawing away from Joe Biden and going a different direction. You know, you know, just to separate themselves like some Republicans did with Trump. You know, there's, you, you, you ever, I'm sure you've watched The Lion King. You know, it's, yes. it's probably, probably my favorite Disney story. But uh, looking more at it too is uh, the the Lion King is actually supposed to be an illustration of what socialism can do, of what dictatorship can do, and that that one scene you know where uh, where uh, the hyenas approach Scar and they're saying, "Come on, you promised us something to eat. There's nothing on the there's nothing on the table. What's going on with that?" And then they, yep. and then once once uh, snickered over and said, "Oh boy, we thought things were bad under Mufasa's rule." And, and you know that I, I've I've actually Billy, I've actually thought about that same thing because right now the hyenas they are, they are circling. Um, I mean, we, there's in, in some of these real close runoff states, there have been actual. I, I reported uh, last week. I can't remember the candidates in the in the states. But they actually refused Joe Biden's endorsement, right? Like he offered, he's like, hey, do you want me to come speak at your campaign rally? They said, we're good. So it's happening. And, and, they, and, and these, Democratic, these Democrats are doing everything they can um, to, to, to find some type of relevance. So that's why I kind of think this whole, um, not to get off topic, but the Supreme Court abortion stance leak happened. I think it was to try to give the Democrats something they could run against. Yeah, per, perhaps you know. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna use every angle that they can. So, uh, what you just said, I wouldn't be surprised at all. They're gonna yeah, I think that was an inside job myself. I really do. We'll never know who leaked it. Uh, there's a lot of inside jobs that we'll never know who leaked. But uh, you know, um, I don't know if we're gonna see a red wave or a red tsunami. I mean, uh, a 2020 election after seeing what happened there. I mean, you can have your opinions. I can have my opinions, whatever they may be. You and I have never talked about it. But, uh, you know, when the polls close in the state of California before the state of Idaho, which has never happened ever in history, uh, I I knew something was wrong. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's the thing. You know, I, I did a show on uh, right after that election uh, and, and Biden was announced victor. Um, my, my, my show that 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 next uh, that next day was the election feels fraudulent. And, and, and it's because of, you know, all these there was a lot of stuff that was presented as evidence, uh, a lot of videos. And for some reason, you know, the one plus one didn't equal two. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm very suspect. And, and if you think about it, man, ever since and I'm, I brought this up on a Charles show uh Wednesday, if you think back to 2000, uh, when Bush ran for president, you know, every election, they always had this great big buildup that the election is going to be fraudulent. It's going to be stolen. And every time that the, that the wrong candidate wins and, you know, which means the losing party, they always contest it. So this is nothing new. So they, 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 they set the trap in 2016, more specifically, that the election is going to be stolen by the Russians and Trump and well, Trump won, and well, it turned out Hillary was the one who colluded with the Russians. Um, and then 2020, uh, again, Russians are going to interfere. You know, it's going to be a fraudulent election. Joe Biden wins. Oh, there's nothing fraudulent here, right? So I think we're going to see the same trend here, but I don't think there's any way in hell that the Democrats are going to, 
I don't, I don't, I think they're going to lose a record number of seats. I mean, remember back in uh, 1996, I don't, I don't know if you remember that uh, midterm election or not. Oh uh, yeah. The, oh, oh yeah. The dim, but the, the Republicans were very dominant. That was a red wave tsunami. Well, and do you remember why that happened? That's because a lot of the policies of Bill Clinton. Yeah. Right. So Bill Clinton went in as a, as a, as a hard leftist and, and he, 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 his campaign bombed like right up to the midterms, it bombed. So what Bill Clinton actually did was pretty smart. He called in, he, uh, he hired a Republican advisor and he picked up and, and he, and, 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 and coming into the midterms, um, it was just too little too late after the devastation. He said, Hey, we got to get a reset. We got, we've lost our way. So he adopted a lot of Republican views and Republican um, um, policies. And that's why it turned around for him, for, for him to get his reelection, right? Is because that happened to him. He had to adopt the other sides. And I think the only way that Joe Biden is going to be able to recover, uh, you know, I mean, the 2022 election, that's done. Republicans are going to take it. But talking 24 in the election, I, I'm almost going to guarantee that Joe Biden is either going to retire early or he's going to pivot 100. He, he's going to do a complete 180. And he's going to get. He's going to. Uh, he's going to abandon his own shit like he already has. I mean, he's been putting, uh, readmit, reinstating a lot of Trump policies, you know, behind the behind the scenes. But he abolished them on the, in, in the spotlight. So Joe Biden's going to pick up a more conservative view uh, to try to salvage the twenty four elections. But it's not going to work either. Yeah. Well, I hate to say it, uh, time does fly, but we are once again out of time, Philip. Uh, once again, uh, before we hit an upcoming music set, why don't you go ahead and. Plug the Philip D. Blackman show. Well, guys, um, well, first, as always, Bad Billy, thank you so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure uh, to have these these intellectual uh, conversations. Um, so thank you for having me on. But a uh, man, um, catch me Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, Raw Talk Online. Uh, AOW carries my show on the, on the weekends, IPM Nation, or you can catch me on all social media platforms at the same time. Uh, guys, tune in. You know, Mental Health Mondays is my favorite. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. So we're putting a lot of emphasis on your mental health. And, man, join the conversation. You might learn something. Absolutely. Hey, thank you so much, and we'll be talking again. All right, Billy. Thank you. And there you have the conversation with Philip D. Blackman. Always good talking to him. It's time to go to our first music set. Coming up, we have Black Hawk out of Sacramento, spelled B-L-A-Q-U-E, space hawk so don't get any uh go ahead with your jokes on that one <laughs> be followed by passive aggression kimberly dunn a new one from cestus out of alabama and mad hatter be right back after this this is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls you're listening to outlaw radio and if you don't agree with our opinions then fuck your mother Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? Yeah, say you're scared. Why you like a 
real. And yeah, that's right, catch a doctor bill. Mess with a brother, tasks and skills, go no gold. I feel no pain. Fight like me, it's like fighting a train. I intimidate, dominate, ship your life break. Drop you in the sea and beat you to the sharks. I'ma break every bone got made in your body. You can see the hate when I illustrate. If you're scared, say you're scared. This is your last chance. I'm making it known. The Grim Reaper, yeah, here to take you home. You gon' suffer, your face gon' bleed. Cardiac arrest, you just can't breathe. Tracks of the rawest, rawest hardest, hardest, deepest, deepest pounding, pounding your mom can dish out. See your mom perform ass play at the Haven't Been a Virgin in Years Mega Store on the corner of 69th and 42nd in New York City. Your mom will also be performing oral, bent over the toilet, in the back door, and the acoustic version of Canine Love, along with many others. 
For the low price of $9.99, you can get your mom's pass on CD with tracks like With the Mailman, Slip and Slide with KY, Teabagging, Taking It All, and Nine Inch Dildo. And do not forget your mom's videos on sale for only $12.99 with titles like Your Mom Exposed, Your Mom In Through Her Outdoor, and Live With Your Mom, Rooter, Roar, and On Your Face. And look for the soon-to-be-released Your Mom's Harry Box. With many collector's editions like Sit on my face and tell me you love me And the highly sought after and rare Smooth Teen Box And do not forget to pick up a copy Of the latest artist to sign on your mom's label Bloody Rag With their new album Dripping Clot Kidney Stone Magazine says that your mom Performs on hands and knees Better than a high priced whore So run out and drop a load on your mom we did, we did, we did, we did, we did, we did.
man. And I'm on to the tooth, man. Dion Walker on the talk box. Let's go. Your body. Your booty. The music. Nerd party. Your body. Your booty. The music. Nerd party.
do the dick Maybe later on the night Y'all can run some scripts Even lock some lips There's no rules tonight Every scrub in the place Either a king or a knight Do these sexy paws Come on, this ain't a test Why you think she gave you that friend request? Everything's all good No drama or fights Nerdcore family for life there is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your hunter athletic gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, hunter athletic gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection and speed battle after battle hunter athletic gear is the brand celebrating your victory hunter athletic gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies including compression pants fight shorts hoodies vests caps and bikinis they can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business visit their website at huntermma.co.za gear up and let's train What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever.
Mike Lindell is a true patriot who loves America, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code OUTLAW for all Mike's great discounts. Or call 1-800-652-3982. And remember to use promo code OUTLAW. And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray products. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. They're also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit. Fuck the fucking shit. Fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit. The shit. Fuck shit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train, and Neutronics IGF-1, making men, men again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Mad Hatter with Nerd Party. Before that, Cestus out of Alabama with their new track, Fallen Angel. Before that, Kimberly Dunn with Heart of Stone. Before that, Passive Aggression with Dirge. And starting off the whole set... Black Hawk with If You're Scared, Say You're Scared. All right, in just a little bit, you're going to hear the conversation that I had with Eric Lord of the Ringside Reporter, breaking down a fantasy matchup that people have talked about in the world of boxing for the past 70 years. Before I get to that, it is time to reveal... The Outlaw Radio, Idiot of the Week. And ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is a lady named Vicki White out of Florence, Alabama. She is a correctional officer who uh, apparently staged her own abduction so she could uh, take off a little vacation with a convicted murderer. (laughs) Boy, that was bright. Wow. All right. So with that said... It is time for Outlaw Radio Combat Sports Discussion with special guest Eric Lorda. Here we go. Boxing. It'll be scored as a knockout. It's all over. We've got a brand new heavyweight champion of the world, Mike Tyson. Kickboxing. Mixed Martial Arts. Professional Wrestling. Apparently, Hell in a Cell match. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Outlaw Radio Combat Sports Discussion. Knuckle up and throw down. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Combat Sports Discussion. Once again, I want to welcome back the ringside reporter, Eric Lorda. How have you been, man? Good, man. It's great to be back on. Yes, yes. You know, uh, the last time we talked, you know, uh, of course, uh, when you were on the show, uh, Thomas the Hitman Hearns, or no, it was or was it the other one uh, had had recently passed away? Now, now the name just com- completely slipped my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it happens for the best of us. Yeah. Now, but uh, at that time, we unfortunately uh, lost somebody in the world of boxing, and uh, we we started uh, comparing notes of uh, different eras, and it just uh, gave me the idea that uh, there's been a fantasy matchup for the last. I'd say 70 plus years that people have discussed. There's, there's multiple YouTube videos about it. There's even a computer assimilated fight about it. And that is of course, two legends of the sport. Uh, the Brockton blockbuster, the undefeated heavyweight champion, Rocky Marciano from a tough era of boxing against the Manassa Muller, Jack Dempsey from an even tougher era of boxing. And, um, you know, you look at uh, this matchup, uh, say, uh, put both of them in their prime, and overall, your first glance at this type of matchup, and uh, what are your thoughts? You know, when I look at this, um, it's tough, because the way I view these, there's a couple couple different ways you can view it, is that Jack Dempsey's career spanned from, like, say, 1914 to 1927. That was kind of his heyday right there. And Marciano was roughly like 20 years later. So if you think about it in terms of athletes, athletes don't get slower and uh, less skilled as time goes on. They get bigger. They get faster. Conventional wisdom says that 20 years later down the road, Rocky Marciano would have had absolutely no problem with this guy. And I think it's like this in every era of sports. So if you have, like, say, a, a baseball team from, like, say, the 27 Yankees, I don't think they could. I don't even think they could be able to compete in this era. I really don't. The baseball players now are bigger, stronger, faster. They know how to hit the ball. There's more science. There's more. You know, they, they're just more dynamic than they were back then. But let's take everything at face value. Let's just say both these guys in their prime at the same time, and we're going with it. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. Marciano was just one of those guys that's just tough as nails. And he took a lot of punishment in his career. He, he got hit a lot and everything like that, but he never lost a fight. Jack Dempsey, for me, was like a mini Mike Tyson. This guy, you know, he had a string of first-round knockouts. This guy was, he knew how to hit, and he was strong. And, you know, when you start looking at the stats here, both these guys, you know, Dempsey was 6'1". He was taller than Marciano. He was heavier than Marciano by a couple of pounds. Uh, they were both, I mean, Jack Dempsey was a little bit bigger of a fighter. He, he presented the bigger picture in there, uh, which surprised me at first because I thought Rocky was such a big guy. But, you know, Rocky is around 180, you know, 180, 189, 180. 
189 to 185, running right in there. That was his. That was his sweet spot right there. Dempsey, of course, 190, 195, somewhere in there uh, as a heavyweight. Dempsey was six one. Marciano five ten. So, but the real the real picture here is the reach. Uh, Marciano had a 68 inch reach, whereas Jack Dempsey had a 73 inch reach. That's a big difference, and that could play a role in this fight. That is a huge difference too. You know, I mean. And, and we look at the the eras of boxing, too, which is why, you know, I just can't uh, pin up uh, Marciano against uh, Tyson Fury or, or a Lennox Lewis or an Evander Holyfield because as tough as he was, he, uh, he'd he get crushed by those guys in his prime even. Sure. <laughs> but, sure. So. I mean, if you, if you look at just film, okay, if you look at film of the way Marciano fights and say the way uh, Mike Tyson fights, or even better, let's do a Tyson Fury. Okay, because that's uh, this era. Um, there's really no comparison. You know, he would have a hard time. Uh, I mean, listen, anybody who gets in a ring with Tyson Fury is going to have a hard time. Marciano would have really had a hard time with him. And I think he would have had a hard time with Ali as well. I know there was that big computer fight with him and Ali. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just different. You know, again, man, as time goes on, they get better. You know, athletes get bigger and stronger and better not slower, you know? Yes. So, uh, overall we, um, I had Steven James, of course, who, uh, who's good with the Vegas odds. And, uh, <laughs> I asked, I asked him, well, uh, compared to, uh, look at the statistics here and, uh, and give your thoughts. So what he says is, uh, he puts Marciano at a minus, what uh yeah minus 110 favorite wow that's very close yeah very close yeah so we'll look at it too i mean marciano and that's dempsey pick them fight man yeah that really is marciano is uh, and dempsey there you look at them size comparison yeah dempsey does have superior reach but uh, height and weight, really, he's a, only a little bit taller than uh, Marciano, and uh, and weight is up is almost right there on the money. So so weight's almost right. dead even between the two. Um, reach now, uh, yeah, we talk about uh, the reach advantage of uh, Jack Dempsey, but uh, that was. Marciano's downfall and weakness throughout his entire career, and he prevailed through it every time. Sure. I mean, um, I mean, Joe Lewis obviously way, way past his prime when they fought, but still had that superior reach and gave Marciano a lot of problems until he, I think basically uh, Marciano, knowing that he had the cast iron jaw was willing to take the punishment that Joe Lewis was going to dish out and let him tire himself out and then go for the kill. And a, a lot of that was Marciano's style too. Uh, but uh, also a uh, weakness of Marciano was, uh, I mean, that guy uh, had paper thin skin and cut so easily and was a bleeder. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Let me ask you a question now. You mentioned the Joe Lewis fight. Yeah, it looked like he went life and death with Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis was good; he was doing pretty good in that fight. But again, Joe Lewis was way past his prime in that fight. You know, how do you think a prime a prime Joe Lewis? I gotta think would have finished Marciano. Marciano even said, uh, "If 
if that fight was 10 years earlier, uh, he wouldn't have won. Yeah. I mean, Joe and Joe Lewis said, uh, yeah, it, he, he agreed, but said it still would have been a good fight because Marciano's just the type that uh, did not quit. You, you know, it didn't matter how he, he was like a Terminator. You take pieces off, off of him one at a time, and he still keeps coming after you. That was Marciano's style. But they, at the same time, though, that's Jack Dempsey's style, too, which right. we look at this, too, and we got a war right out the gate. But also, I want to I've, – I've analyzed uh, uh, Marciano's weaknesses. Uh, the weaknesses of uh, Dempsey in this fight, number one, his day job. I mean, he did more than box. He was also a coal miner. And you know that couldn't have been good for his lungs, so you got to question his stamina, too. Whereas Marciano was a cardio machine. Well, I tell you what, I was thinking about that. Now, Marciano went the distance, or Jack Dempsey went the distance of, looks like maybe 10, maybe 15 times, maybe 15 times. Marciano, or Dempsey went the distance 15 times. Marciano only went the distance like six times in his career. So I don't know if you could really say like Marciano was a cardio machine versus Dempsey. I don't know who you could say really has the better cardio. You know, uh, Jack Dempsey's won 15 rounds on a few occasions. Uh, You know, Marciano, I don't know that he's ever went 15. Oh, he, he, uh, maybe he he has, maybe he has. Let me see. Yeah. I think he did with Roland LaStarza, but also, the fact, too, is they talked about uh, Marciano's training, and he had this mindset, too. If you ever watch the movie about Rocky Marciano made back in the, uh, what, 99, um, a lot of it, of course, is fictionalized, as they always do. But one thing that uh, Marciano, they got absolutely right was uh, he, he said, if a guy like Joe Lewis runs six miles a day, I got to do 12 you know, right. if if he boxes, if he boxes twelve rounds a day, I got to do twenty four. So he he was always pushing himself a lot harder. He knew he had to against guys like Walcott, um, you know, and uh, Ezard Charles and Archie Moore, who honestly, on paper, they were superior athletes. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, they were. Yeah, when you when you look at Marciano and you look at some of the guys that he beat. You know, Ezra Charles, Josie Joe Walcott, I mean, Archie Moore. There, You know, it's like he, you know, I tell you what, man. He beat a lot of guys that really should have beat him. They weren't even fights. I think that he had the better wins. If you look at, I mean, they both had good wins. Don't get me wrong now. They both had good wins. But when I look at Marciano's record, and I'm going to take Joe Lewis out of it because Joe Lewis was like 98 when he fought him. Yeah, but I think on paper, Marciano actually has the better resume. Not by much, but he has the better resume overall over Jack Dempsey. You know, also, Ezard Charles and uh, Walcott were not, they weren't spring chickens either when he fought them. Um, Yeah. Dempsey, or not Dempsey, excuse me, uh, uh, Joe Lewis was 37, which, uh, you know, in today's era, that's not, that's still a decent age, even for a boxer or, or MMA fighter. Uh, but back then, back then you're an old man, <laughs> right? You know, uh, when he, I believe it was either Charles or, uh, 
or or Walcott, one of them was 38 when uh, he held the title. Wow. Yeah, and that's ancient back then. Yeah, that's almost unheard of, you know. And really, I don't know, you know, out of any division, the heavyweight division, because you can carry that punch. You know, you have that knockout power. But, you know, in the lighter weight divisions, I think that would have been way unheard of. You know, and Marciano's power was just ridiculous. I mean, I mean, even in today's era, I mean, uh, Tyson Fury, uh, he he would have to stay on the outside because if he let Marciano on the inside with that right hand of his, he'd go to sleep, even him. You know what? I disagree. I disagree in the sense that he, I, listen, don't don't get me wrong. He's only, he's only went the distance six times. He's got power. Okay, forty nine and zero with forty three knockouts. You got power, no question about it. But I'm talking about lightning with Jack Dempsey. I'm talking about put your lights out kind of power. I'm not talking about wear you down kind of power. And I think Marciano had wear you down kind of power. Like he's going to catch you in the eighth, everything like that. He didn't. You know, there's not a string of like one round knockouts with Marciano. Okay, you know, you're looking at six rounds, eight rounds, you know, he tires you out and he, you know, you're, you know, you're, you know, he, he, you know, you get hit a lot. He gets hit a lot and he cuts up and everything, but you know, he, he wears you out with his power. Those are, those are bombs coming at you. Jack Dempsey has got lightning in those hands. Uh, He touches you. You're going to sleep. He catches you clean. You're going to sleep. There's no way around it, man. He's got power. He's got crazy type of power. He was Mike Tyson of that era. You know, and it's interesting you mentioned that, Eric, because we look at uh, the, the strengths which lead uh, right to the weaknesses of both of these guys when it comes to punching. Um, Jack Dempsey had that lightning left hook, but he it, when he threw it, he left himself open for a right, which plays right into Marciano's power. Marciano Perfect overhand right, but dropped he dropped his other hand, leaving him vulnerable to Dempsey's left hook. <laughs> right. Yeah, and so, you know, when you break down this fight, you know, the way I see it going, the way I see it going is the, the early rounds are going to belong to Jack Dempsey. The further the fight goes, I think you have to favor Marciano. I agree. And that's not a knock on on uh, Dempsey's stamina. That's a, that's a testament to Marciano and the way he fights. He's almost, he reminds me of not the same way, but like a Julio Cesar Chavez, where he seemed to get stronger as the fight went on. He was a very slow starter and he seemed to get stronger as that fight went on. Once you started hitting that six, seven, eight round, you're starting to feel it. Now all those body shots have taken the toll. Now you're starting to feel it. Now you're starting to breathe heavy. And the same thing with Marciano here, that, that is, if that carries to the six, seven, and eight rounds, you're going to have a problem now because he's still got that. He's got a lot of power, and that power is going to wear on you. That body is the body shots, the head shot. They're all going to wear on you. But neither fighter is going to take a backward step here. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing that you got to consider is that neither fighter, the fighter that takes the backward step is going to end up losing the fight. You know what I mean? If it's who imposes whose will, you know, who makes the adjustments, can the other fighter make an adjustment? That's, that's what makes it so fascinating. Now, here's another thing you probably didn't know about Rocky Marciano. And I, I, I read this in a book a long time ago is that, uh, 
Now, one of his opponents, and I don't know which one, uh, was told to keep his hands high against uh, Marciano to protect his head against that right. What did Marciano do? He just he started punching his arms over and over again throughout the rounds until he had no choice. He couldn't lift his arms anymore, and then he then he knocked him out. That is a Marciano trick, and you know what? That is a Cuban trick. That is a uh, you know, and that's something that they've been doing for a long time. But if I you know, again, I heard of it first with Marciano, and then I've heard of it you know from the Cuban the Cuban team and everything like that. They hit the arms. They wear those arms out. And, yeah, so just let those shots go. And if they hit, you know, you're going to block them, and that's okay. Hit those arms. Your arms hurt, too. You know, I mean, your arms can get tired, too. So, absolutely. And from what I understand is uh, the aftermath, of course, uh, uh, the guy's arms were purple the next day, and he couldn't lift anything. <laughs> So how do you see this fight? Like, if it, you know, how do you see this fight going? When you break it down and these, you know, that bell rings, where do you see this fight going? I think it's it's uh, like a, a tough man contest. Uh, the, these guys both very aggressive and are not afraid to go to war. Neither one of them afraid to take a punch. Now, um, as far as uh, Dempsey goes with, uh, you know, I don't know how tough his skin is. What That's never been talked about, whereas Mar- Marciano's skin is, is really weak. So, you know, I think his best chance would be uh, to try to cut Marciano. And, but, you know, trying to wear Marciano down, you're playing into his game and he's good. He's, you know, then you're fighting his fight and that's a big mistake. So Dempsey... Of course, we're talking we're talking about two sluggers here. Neither one of them boxers. They're both sluggers. They like to brawl. And uh Marciano, or excuse me, Dempsey, he he needs to actually box Marciano if he's gonna win this fight. You know, uh work a cut on him, uh dance around a little bit, even though that's not his style. And he you know, he and he's got he can't let Marciano get on the inside or it's gonna you know Marciano's just going to do what he does and just wear on you until you're dead tired, and then he lands that powerful right hand. I'll tell you what. I think Jack Dempsey can win this fight. I think he can outbox Marciano. I think Dempsey was a very underrated boxer. I think if you watch his tape, he moves very well. He keeps distance very well, but he also goes in for the kill very well. And again, I keep mentioning Mike Tyson. This is one of Mike Tyson's favorite fighters was Jack Dempsey. And Jack Dempsey, again, came out like a loaded gun. I mean, he came out there throwing bombs, throwing shots. Marciano with the tendency to cut, okay, with the tendency to cut, I think has a lot of problems in this fight. I really do. I think he has a lot of problems in this fight. I just think at the end of the day, when you look at tape of this, I think it's a bad style matchup for Marciano. I really do. For, you know, again, you're coming in, and again, you take a look at, like, say, that Lewis fight, that Joe Lewis fight, you take a look at some of his other fights, you know, he gets hit a lot. You can't get hit a lot against Jack Dempsey. You can't. And listen, man, you, you can have a cast iron chin. Mike Tyson had a cast iron chin, you know, uh, Tyson Fury has been knocked down. He has got a cast iron chin, you know. Deontay Wilder, all of them, they've all been. You cannot take those punches for any length of time. 
I don't care who you are. You, you know, listen, man, you, you're gonna go. That's just it. You cannot take those punches for any length of time. That's, that's the thing, too. But you see, uh, Marciano is also probably one of the most intelligent fighters in in strategy, too. And uh, obviously, the fight against Desert Charles should have been stopped. And if it was today's era, it would have been stopped. That cut yeah. was horribly bad. I mean, he looked like something out of a horror movie that, uh, you know, they're, they're very... They're, few if any pictures of but uh, it's it's described as uh he was cut so bad that you could see the bone in his nose <laughs> and they didn't stop it you know <laughs> but that's testament right Jeez. there to how tough marciano was i'm I mean, right i i don't see anybody in today's era if the you know may, maybe somebody in today's era can can uh withstand that without the referee stopping the fight and keep going but i don't know well let's take it let's take into consideration the refs too so if you're talking about cuts maybe they stop it you know maybe maybe not you know but i'm looking at i think that jack dempsey had like i said man i don't think jack dempsey i think jack dempsey knocks him out i think jack dempsey again has that power he's got that lightning I don't think once he hits him flush on the chin, I don't think, you know, listen, man, at that point, it's out. You know what I mean? You have no choice. Your body disconnects. You have no choice. I don't care how tough you are. It's just like in MMA, man. Everybody, oh, never tap. I never, yeah, I'm, I'm too. Listen, when I put you in an arm bar, or when you put somebody in an arm bar, you, good night. You're going to tap or you're going to yes. get it broken. It's that simple. You know, somebody puts you in a choke, you're going to sleep or you're going to tap. That's it. You know, there is no choice. You know, he's going to, I, you know, like I said, man, Dempsey will separate this guy from consciousness. And I think he does it early. I think he does it. Actually, I think he does it in the first four rounds. I'd have to say. I, but I think. Yeah. But I think this fight is a lot like the Hagler-Hearns fight where it's back and forth. I mean, it, listen, don't get me wrong. It's not a one-sided demolition. These guys are, these guys are warring in there. They're, they're going after each other. But I think it ends early. I can't see any scenario, and I don't know about you, but I can't see any scenario where this fight goes to distance, where it goes to 15. I can't see it. Oh, no. But this... I think this ends in four rounds. I think it ends within four rounds, and I think Dempsey is the guy who gets his hand raised at the end. I don't see it going any more than six rounds, to be honest with you. It doesn't matter. You pick your winner. Whoever wins, it's by knockout. I mean, the, For sure. the these guys. I mean, were were all about the knockout. I mean, I'm, I mean, you got to look back too. I mean, uh, Gene Tunney got lucky against Dempsey in their rematch because just because you know they had. I think back then uh, at that fight, that's when they finally introduced the rule that during a, a case of a knockdown, you have to go to a neutral corner, and of course that wasn't. Yeah in Dempsey's head other uh, because the referee couldn't start the count until he did. And he, he just wouldn't do it. If he, if he did like he was supposed to, he would have won that fight. Otherwise he gave Gene Tunney all the time he needed to recover. And of course, Gene Tunney, uh, you know, fought uh, a brilliant fight past that and won, and won the decision. But uh, now Mark, 
Marciano's uh, not going to go down so easily, and and uh, Dempsey's not going to go down so easily. The, these are two freight trains in a head-on collision. This is a war. Absolutely, man. And I tell you what, you know, your your uh, your handicapper that had this, uh, you know, this is just about an even fight. He gave the edge to Marciano, which I think is fair. Um, could you imagine? Could you imagine that today? You know, could you? I mean, just talking about this fight, you know, and I hadn't even really thought about this fight until you, you brought it up to me. You know, I didn't really think about it. You know, we you know we always think of like this year's, you know, this you know this era's heavyweight versus yesteryear, but then this is two yesteryear's heavyweights. You know. It's such a fascinating matchup because both guys, while they're both knockout fighters and they fight the same way, they're kind of different fighters, you know, they're just, they're different, but it's such a good matchup. It's such a good style matchup, you know? And, uh, I think too, you know, if it, if you take both of these guys alive and in their prime today with the, with the exact same styles as they fought, you know, and you put you you put them in the ring. We're talking. Uh, we're probably talking one of the highest selling pay per views ever. I mean, you the, imagine, right? Exactly. I mean, it would be oh worth the it would be worth the money that you would pay for a Mayweather fight that uh, you you know is not <laughs> worth what uh, you're getting charged. It would be double worth what you pay for a Mayweather fight. You know. <laughs> Oh my goodness! What did you see? Speaking of Mayweather, not to change the subject. I mean, we'll get back on this in a second. But uh, he's fighting in Dubai or something like that, and I guess he's fighting on like some fight stream or something like that. It's for like on pay per view for like thirty bucks or forty bucks or something like that. It's like my gosh, man! I don't know what he's doing, but uh... he's got to be flat broke, right? He's got to be. <laughs> I guess. Why else would he fight these? I mean, why else would he fight these? I mean, nobody wants to get hit in the head, you know. <laughs> Oh, oh man! And even that fight with uh, Jake Paul. As much as I can't stand the uh, the Paul brothers, they you know. Oh, we talking about Ohio, man. Logan Town, baby. Logan Paul, excuse me. <laughs> Logan Paul, man. He he, he land Ohio brethren. <laughs> hey, I, it's I just I don't know. We we'll agree to disagree there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. But I, I'm I'm just not a fan of uh, of what they're doing, especially call, uh, now. Uh, Jake Paul's trying to call out a broken down, half blind Michael Bisping. Come on, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I mean, well, Bisping is is he blind? He's he's blind, right? I mean, he's blind in that eye. Yeah. So uh, the commission's not even gonna gonna license him anyway because of that. But <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah, let me get. I'm going to fight a blind guy. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. No, I'm surprised. I tell you what, I am shocked that he was able to get licensed in MMA because he had. Didn't he have? Like, did he put like some kind of oil in his eye or something like that? Oh, so that, that could. I don't know. I did, I never. I just remember him from the Ultimate Fighter, and he was the best thing to, uh, at the time to come out of England. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he was a heck of a fighter, man. But again, he's retired. You know, he's been out of the game for quite a while. Now Jake Paul wants to fight him. What? (laughs) You know? No, I want to see. I want to see Jake Paul. Uh, I mean, props to Logan. He actually got in the ring with a boxer. I want. It's time for Jake Paul to get in there with a boxer. I thought Logan Paul beat him. 
I know they didn't keep score, but I was scoring that fight. Uh, B, my co-host was scoring that fight. We both had Logan Paul winning that fight. <laughs> yeah, he he came after him pretty hard, but yeah, exhibition. Yeah. Oh, but uh, yeah, back to uh, the fantasy fight. Of course, um, I have to be honest. Um, I, I I see this fight uh, going. Uh, the, and this is just my opinion. Of course, it's it's going the same way of. Uh, his matchup against Joe Lewis, only he's taking much harder punches. He's getting cut up. Uh, Marciano's getting bruised up. But, uh, you know, I don't – that's one thing in uh, Dempsey's career is I don't think he's fought somebody like Marciano who doesn't quit and can take a punch that well. So that's another factor we got to add in. Whereas yeah. Marciano hasn't been knocked out, Jack Dempsey has. I have, Very true. I, I'm, I'm going to go – with uh, Marciano by round six knockout. There you go. Hey, listen, man, I can't argue either way. I really can't because, again, man, it's uh, it, this 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 fight is so tight. You know, matchup wise, it's so tight, and uh, it could go either way, man. Really could. Uh, and and that's just saying it loosely. I mean, we can, we say any fight can go either way. This is a fight. That really can go either way. For sure it can. I mean, like I said, it and we broke it down every which way. And uh, like you said, man, it's this is as even and your 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 friend uh handicapped this fight. That's a pick 'em fight, man. When you're at plus one hundred, that's that's barely an advantage. That's a pick 'em fight. That's very close. Uh, and we're talking too, I mean, uh, uh the a tough era in boxing against a tougher era of boxing because Dempsey, right. Dempsey started in the John L. Sullivan days with uh, bare knuckles and no decisions. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I do think that Marciano, like I said, we, we, we can go back to the Marciano resume thing. I think that Marciano had definitely had a better resume, and I think he was in an era of more talented boxers. Yeah, it's because, uh, you know, Dempsey comes from uh, the Rock'em Sock'em era of, of uh, brawling, where there were, yes. ver- there were very few boxers back then, you know. I mean, obviously, from, uh, from Gentleman Jim Corbett to uh, and uh, Jack Johnson were the only real boxers I can think of from that time. Whereas uh, boxing from into the 30s started to evolve with Joe Lewis with actual boxing and less brawling. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, because you had the, that was like the Ray Robinson era and everything like that, I think. I believe. I believe. I could be wrong. I and, believe it was. And also, uh, can't, can't forget uh, Corbett, you know, who was who could brawl and he could box. He was v- one of few that could uh, who could do both. You know, and he'd, right. he'd be an he'd be an interesting matchup for Marciano in his prime too. <laughs> Both guys. I mean, like I said, I mean, in Rocky Marciano has a better resume, but it's not like Dempsey has a bad resume. But Dempsey has a very good resume, also. I mean, it's so, you're talking about two Hall of Famers here, man. Yes, that's the thing, man. You're talking about two Hall of Famers. I mean, they're not. You know, they're not fighting schleps out there. They're, yes. These guys are world champions. All right, but. Uh, you know, like we both said, I'm I'm leaning more towards uh, Marciano, but uh, he doesn't get it easily at all. Not in a fight like this, 
Right. And of course, I lean toward Dempsey. But uh, again, man, it could go either way. It could go either way. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's time to uh, wrap up this uh, segment. I want to thank you very much for joining me. And before we go to thank the. You. Yeah, absolutely. Before we go to the upcoming music set, uh, once again, why don't you go ahead and plug the Ringside Reporter? Absolutely. You can catch us on uh, YouTube at Ringside Reporter. Uh, you can go to ringsidereporterlive.com and catch us there, and that takes you right to our page. And uh, we're live Sundays at seven or at six p.m. on Sunday, every Sunday, six p.m. live. Uh, you can call in, uh, be heard, and all that other good stuff. Uh, we also do shows throughout the week, so tune in, man. Tune in. All right. Well, hey, once again, I appreciate your time, and uh, until we talk again, take care. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You bet. And there you have the conversation with the ringside reporter, Eric Lorda. Time to go to the next music set of the show. Coming up, we have Letters from the Fire, Shane Smith and the Saints, Canine Posse, Erica Dawn, and Cincinnati Sinners. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask... Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan.
struggling to hold back from beating the out of everyone around you you may have a condition known as chronic rage and anger psychosis also known as crap but don't despair there are treatment options Ask your doctor if once a day Attituda ethanol C2H6O may help you. Clinical studies have shown Attituda to be effective for people struggling with CRAP. Attituda is not for everyone. Call your doctor about unusual mood changes, behaviors, or suicidal thoughts. CRAP medications can increase these in children, teens, adults, people under the age of 40, people over the age of 40, including the dead. Elderly dementia patients may have the increased urge to kill everyone under the age of 62. Call your doctor if you cough up blood for more than three hours or can't remember which side of your body your ass is on, as these may be signs of tuberculosis or that you're high. Or if you have uncontrollable bowel movements, as these may be permanent, in which case you can skip calling your doctor. High cholesterol has been seen with Attituda and medicines like it when taken with bacon and, in extreme cases, biscuits and gravy. Other risks include reduced sperm count, which is actually a good thing because there's a greater chance that you won't reproduce, as well as dizziness on standing, seizures, the flu, polio, retardation, scabies, gray hair, fungal pneumonia, hearing loss, fecal complexion, and impaired judgment. Avoid drinking Dr. Pepper and raccoon urine. Do not operate machinery without someone there to film it for YouTube. There are paths to treat CRAP. Ask your doctor if once a day Attituda is right for you. For an Attituda savings card, go to StinkyCanyon.com.
In the melting pot, we want paybacks around the world in a day at the speed of a light ray. I'm keeping MCs at bay. Never lease my talent, give a pound like a mallet. The mic is a plane, and BAS is the pilot. I'm having fun, and when the crowd is rude, you all get done. So paint yourself, you're awake, it's a fantasy. So give your hand to me, and let me take you inside the groove when the groove is deep. And when the melody climbs, I rhyme, then it peaks with maximum proportion. No distortion, my 808 is in effect, so come correct. A rap, I'm a keeper. And listen, K9 has it now, so the ticket. What I kick is wicked. And if it's wax on your name, then pick it. The microphone savage, I'm getting cabbage. So dope, I handle rap like baggage. So as you're packing, my records are stacking. And that style keep pecking and hacking. We ain't slacking, we're just attacking. Day or night, that's right, we're nocturnal. Walking on dogs, generals, and even colonel. Terrorizing rap, call us the Grim Reaper. As a matter of fact, will be loud, so loud your eyes tear. Now you're addicted, self-inflicted. And on the radio, your fingers are kicked in. There's a spell to the music, you gotta have it. You demand, I supply, now you gotta have it. Now you hope to cope, I pray it to the Pope. Nope, you ain't dope, you're on dope. A rap, I'm a keeper. And as a matter of fact, it gets no deeper.
different than the rest Of course you grabbed your coffee and your fireproof vest But as you walked out that door I never dreamed The house on 32nd Street Would take you from me Said you were a hero You were tougher than life Taking in the line of duty On that full moon November night Officer down they shouted As the man pulled that gun As the bullet shot across the room Shielded everyone Everyone Heaven gave my hero My daddy and my love Jesus took him up to Media clippings Fill each shop around this town And each day was a reminder Of the soldier never found The first to fight for my rights And freedom in this land Daddy, I'll walk in your boots Medal of Honor in my head My head Have to gain my hero As I walk through the door, the news apps are down. They say they come in threes dedication, honor, and loyalty for serving for this country. Heroes, I thank thee. Heaven wearing that blue coat A 
daddy died
left-wing community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks, teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college that white people are inherently racist. Now, these left-wing nuts are taking the whole race thing to a whole new level with critical race theory. According to critical race theory, teaching children math, arithmetic, is racist. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, racist. Can you say ridiculous? Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. And the leftist nuts teaching this stuff to our children know it. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org X-Point at night, real country dark. You look up at the sky and see everything you've been missing living in the city. You had no idea there were so many stars. No city lights, no traffic noise. You can actually hear your thoughts because you can actually think without distraction. When morning comes, the light breaks over a surreal nine square miles of unobstructed vista. And you think to yourself, this is a good place. It's quiet, it's safe, and it's beautiful. 600 steel-reinforced concrete bunkers sit on X-Point. They're 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, and have 12 and a half foot high ceilings. The price is $45,000, which is very cheap for what you get and where you get it. In times of natural or national emergency, this is the place you want to be. It's a community, not a commune, and the people there are like-minded. Send an email to brendy at arcmidnight.com and let us connect you with X-Point. X marks your spot. That's the point. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one-size-fits-all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboy and alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats. That's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with We The People Holsters. If you own a handgun, then you know you need the perfect holster to go with it. We The People Holsters are made right here in the USA by gun nerds who are not afraid to support our Second Amendment. Whether you want Kydex or leather, We The People Holsters has just what you need. We The People Holsters is the preferred option of professionals throughout the law enforcement industry, as well as those serving in the branches of the armed forces. Simply go to www.outlawradioabs.com, go to the store section, and click on the We The People Holsters banner to select the holster that's perfect for you. Don't wait. Get your holster from We The People Holsters today. 
As a member of law enforcement, Michael Miller fights for the individual freedom and liberty of the people of Idaho, the freedom of choice. He will continue to do so as a member of Idaho's legislature. He is fighting for local businesses to get their business licenses back. He also fights for individuals' right to medical freedom. I'm Mike Miller. People should be able to choose what they inject or ingest into their bodies, not their government, their school, or their employer. We must work together to bring back liberty and freedom in Idaho. We need to stop government mandates. We must stop federal government overreach that directly affects our lives here in Idaho. And as Idaho grows, we must encourage responsible growth and promote new and existing businesses. I'm running because I believe that freedom and liberty are fundamental to our culture and are worth fighting for. Vote Michael Miller for Idaho Legislator and make waves. Join him on social media or visit MillerForIdaho.com. From the bowels of a nondescript building in a little hick town, this is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in the mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train, and Neutronics IGF-1, making men, men again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Cincinnati Sinners with Cold Pussy Strut. Before that, Erica Dawn with Officer Hero. Before that, Canine Posse with It Gets Deeper. Before that, Shane Smith and the Saints with Hail Mary. And starting off the whole set, Letters from the Sky with Give In to Me. All right, moving right along, it is time for Outlaw Radio Pop Culture Discussion with the icon Stephen James. Here we go. There's rabbit in the... And it's a rat snake. Go get something else. Like what? Like, like a rope or something. There's no Sears and Roebuck here. Grab the snake. It's time now for Outlaw Radio Pop Culture Discussion. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Pop Culture Discussion. Of course, uh, normally this would be the Steve solution, but he's still here. Good to have you back after a couple weeks hiatus that were forced and uh, you had a rather shitty vacation from hell. Yeah, pretty much. And that's something to say because I typically love going to Vegas, but this time did not work out so well. Had a, you know, had my car died in Santa Rosa, New Mexico, and there she lies in peace because I'm not putting an engine in an 06 Toyota Matrix for four grand because I didn't pay four grand for the car. So, man, there you go. Why pay more for the repairs than you do for the actual fucking vehicle? It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, now I got a pretty sweet Jeep, so I'm I'm sitting good. All right, but it is nice to be back on the air. Yes. So you and I uh, debated a little bit uh, the last uh, when Cobra guy around the beginning of the year. Uh, you told. You, I said, I have a feeling that it's going to be a little bit earlier this year. You're like, bullshit. It's going to be the end of the year as always. Well, good thing we, we kind of split the difference. Uh, it's kind of, I'm going to go ahead and play the audio from the trailer here. We got, uh, uh, right. or if, this is more of a teaser than a trailer. Yeah, it was just like a date announcement mostly. Let's uh, take, a, take a listen here. 
Today is a turning point at Cobra Kai. Our competition has closed up shop. And the only thing better than a full dojo is a whole valley of full dojos. Come join us. This is what we're up against. I know firsthand that Silver isn't afraid of putting kids in harm's way. And that's why I have to take him down. You're playing with fire, Danny boy. And I am gasoline. How could you take me down to Mexico and not mention we were coming to get Miguel? Do you even have plan? Of course I do. I'll ask around if anyone saw Miguel. That's the big plan. We all get shit wrong sometimes. But if you own up to your mistakes, you always have a shot at making things right. Hey, we're not friends. We never will be. There's only one way to end this. We have to cut the head off the snake. Badass. I told you not to play with fire. Hey, whoa, no, no, no. I didn't mean literally cut his head off. All right, so obviously you cannot uh, see what the date says, but uh, September 9th uh, will be uh, the launch of the uh, next season of Cobra Kai. And... Some interesting things, of course. Uh, we have Johnny taking Robbie with him to uh, Mexico so they can go find Miguel. And, uh, of course, Terry Silver's going to open a whole chain of Cobra Kai dojos like it's uh, pretty much a franchise. Now, uh, question, question, Stephen, is uh, do you think... He's also, him being a rich man, Daniel LaRusso, also a rich man, and of course, Chosen, also a rich man inherited from his father. Um, uh, you, uncle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. His uncle. My bad. Sato. Yeah. Yeah. Sato is a rich man, so it Chosen inherited all that fortune there. So basically, we have three people going against each other there or two against one, and all three of them are rich. But uh, I get the feeling Terry is supposed to be much richer than Daniel. I mean, Daniel's doing pretty damn good, but, I mean, it was established, you know, last season that, you know, Terry comes from money. Yes, yeah, just just like uh, Chosen, in fact. Yes, very much. Whereas so the- financially, they're probably with Chosen on Daniel's side, they're probably on pretty equal financial footing. But, you know, do you think this is also going to pose a threat to LaRusso Auto? Because we know that uh, Terry Silver is not, he's he's going to go to every low possible to destroy uh, whatever's in front of him, even if it means he'll, he'll burn down your fucking house, piss on the ashes, and make an alibi out of it. It's a possibility, but I mean, they kind of did the threat to LaRusso Auto last season, or no, the season before. Now, th- I've been watching a few of the videos and things that are tied in. Of course, uh, Daniel LaRusso's uh, rivalry in uh, the, the auto dealership industry is a man named Tom Cole. Karate Kid Part 3. Um, 
Terry Silver, if you watch him when he's uh, when Crease goes to see him at his house and and uh, you see Silver sparring with uh, some guys that he's just whooping the shit out of, actually, and then he has to sign some papers and he mentions the name Cole. So I wonder if there's going to be any ties there. You know, I mean, I can't say there will or there won't be, but who knows what kind It'd of... It'd be a pretty damn deep cut if it was, but they're known to throw in some real deep cut shit too, so... Or is Terry Silver going to go to Tom Cole and say, I can take care of some problems for you? Yeah, you really want to be the number one dealership type thing? With my money, we can be. You know, that kind of shit. And he'll do it. He will do it. Now, you know, one thing I did find interesting before we, you know, completely move off the topic and, you know, talk about predictions and what could happen, they did do something that they fucked up on in that teaser trailer. What's that? Which is, you know, they, you know, do the whole, you know, Johnny goes to Mexico looking, but then we see uh, Johnny's son and Miguel in a brief clip of them fighting at the apartment in Reseda. Yeah. They're, yeah. I, so I, obviously I, they, they, they already done gave away the fact that they get Miguel back safely. Yeah. They, they do deal with that. And, uh, they're, and, uh, also there's a fight scene where you see Johnny whooping somebody's ass and it's in front of an MMA cage. Uh, of course, uh, Miguel's father is supposed to be a bad dude. At first, I'm thinking he's drug cartel or something like that. Maybe he is. I don't know. Uh, or is he running illegal uh, an underground illegal fight scene? Who knows? Yeah, hard to say. I mean, it's, they, you know, you did kind of say, you know, with last season that they were, you know, kind of branching out a little too much. And at the point of last season, I disagreed. I'm starting to wonder now, though, if they're going a little too far outside the box with, you know, Miguel running off to Mexico and Johnny chasing him down in Mexico and that. But I, I got to say, regardless, I am still 100% here for the ride. The funny thing is, you know, for a good many years now, we've done the Armageddon show and The Walking Dead. Yeah. I got, I, I'm not even. I'm not even remotely caught up on Walking Dead. Uh, <laughs> not uh, a bit. Um, I am. I mean, I I still want to watch the episodes, but at the same time, um, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm gonna get caught up on Walking Dead. Oh, look, there's a new uh, episode of Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives. I'm gonna watch that instead. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't. I don't have the passion that I once did. However, that passion has been replaced by Cobra Kai. Much like, you know, with Walking Dead, when we get close to premiere date, I'm going to rewatch every episode of Cobra Kai from season one, episode one, all the way up till I'm caught up right in time for the new season. I have a tendency to do that, too, to be honest with you. Um, it's easy to do with Cobra Kai because the seasons are relatively short. So. <laughs> exactly. Half hour episodes and. Who knows, I'm probably going to do the same thing with Yellowstone, which is a show I've taken a big interest in as of lately, too. And uh, also... A show I love, but uh, never actually got past season one. Not because I, you know, fell out of favor with it, but 
I just, you know, I lost track and got, you know, sidetracked and into other shit. But uh, uh, no, Yellowstone's fantastic. And actually, the episodes that I was able to see that they released for free of uh, 1883 was amazing. Oh, yes. And I do have to say that uh, Picard is the best series ever in the Star Trek franchise. Picard is hands down the best. My opinion, of course, but and, and again, I'm you know I'm a pretty big Star Trek fan. If I've got to pick between Trek and Wars, I'm still a Star Wars guy. That being said, I was extremely excited about Picard. Uh, I was I was right there for season one. I got about three quarters of the way, and I, again, nothing wrong with it. I just fucking fell asleep and woke up one day and lost it, track. Yeah, I lost track. And it's, you know, the problem with, you know, this is the problem with entertainment these days is there is just so fucking much of it that I honestly, at times with new shit, I end up feeling overwhelmed. Like I have so much new stuff to watch. Fuck it. I'm going to watch watch MASH reruns instead. Well, also, too, um, there's so much out there. So much. That's what I mean. There's just. uh, with Yellowstone, uh, first you got Yellowstone, then you got 1883. 1883, I don't think, I think that's just a one and done season because the next. It was a, yeah, it was a one and done. Uh, the next one's going to be 1932, which is uh, the next generation of Duttons. And then they're also going to do another spinoff of the Four Sixes Ranch. So. <laughs> not, not to mention then uh, Tyler Sheridan is doing that, uh, I believe it's like a Kansas City mob drama with, uh, I believe, Sylvester Stallone. So he's doing that. That man's got his hands in a lot of pies. He's, uh, you know, he he's this he's this decade's version of um, who's the uh, who's the chick that had all the shows on ABC, um, Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> yes, he he's the new version of that. Except you know he's you know a white male. But, uh, you know, back to Cobra Kai and, uh, you know, I mean, obviously there isn't really too much focus on in Mexico, uh, but, uh, however, um, you know, between, between, uh, what you could pick up in that, uh, teaser is that, um, you know, Daniel is more passive and of course that, uh, Miyagi-Do my karate is for defense only. He's got that mindset where um, I think Chosen is t- is teaching him the lesson that hey, you got to be fucking aggressive once in a while, and well, you, and, and you can that, see Chosen's got a very aggressive approach, even though he too is Miyagi Do. Right, but he's also the one that you know showed Daniel the secret, what untold lesson of Miyagi Do, which is that paralyzing you know, hit. Yeah, the that Daniel used once last season. He's like, I'm never doing that again. Which I kind of want to go, pussy. Yeah, I mean, you saw him do it to Crease, and then he he got Johnny with it uh, during that uh, stupid match that they had, basically ending in a draw. Um, uh, I understand why they had to do it that way. They couldn't have with with the show continuing. If they want to do that in like the final episode with one going over, fine, but. As far as, you know, th- they knew they were still ongoing. You can't have one be 
more dominant than the other. Yeah, at the same time, though, it kind of, it kind of puts me in the same mindset as, uh, you know, Fast and Furious, Vin Diesel against Paul Walker and how bad they, they you know, they became, they're good friends, but when it comes to a race, one, especially Paul Walker, just has to get that edge on him, you know? So, well, with the exception of, you know, with the Fast and Furious movies, they really should be called, you know, Fast and Bicurious because... There's a lot of fucking homoerotic shit going in there that I'm just not. And and and, and then you also you've got that. Then it's about family. Okay, shut the fuck up. No, it's not. It's about fucking driving cars in outer space. Now, the first movie was about fucking an undercover cop going after people stealing fucking DVD players and stereos. Might have even been VCRs back then. To the last movie, they drove a car in space. <laughs> oh my! I I can't. They, I, you know, there's just, just no. Yeah, they kind of went. Uh, Not to mention, they just lost you know their director because, well, creative differences, bullshit. Mm-hmm. The guy just decided the same thing everyone else has decided. Ben Diesel is a fucking dick. <laughs> Anyway, moving on, though. <laughs> um, one thing uh, you you didn't see a lot of, uh, you didn't see any of Dimitri, you didn't see any of Hawk in this trailer at all. I'm sure they're going to be in there. Uh, of course, uh, you see that idiot uh, Kyler in the uh, Cobra Kai class, um, which I'm surprised as, as you watch that match in... Uh, that towards the end of uh, season four, and uh, uh, Hawk just beat the shit out of him. I mean, at point, I, whether it's going to be a street fight or it's points, I mean, uh, Hawk beats the fuck out of Kyler every time. <laughs> I think actually what we're going to see in the next season, uh, they're going to get a new Cobra Kai student. It's going to be another older student. It's going to be a black guy in his 50s named Will Smith. Oh God! Did you did you have to fucking say that? <laughs> uh, Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. How about uh, you know they uh, um, they do have a cameo of a former UFC welterweight champion Tyron Woodley. He's he's there in a Cobra Kai gi. And you're the only person that noticed that. <laughs> Actually, no, I uh, I didn't notice it until I watched uh, one of the. Uh, one of the videos, somebody else said, oh, look who it is. Yeah, you know, somebody breaking everything down. I'm like, oh, holy shit. Otherwise, I wouldn't have noticed that. Um, but, you know, it's it's just interesting to me is uh, how, are the, how do they plan to put Cobra Kai out of business now? Uh, you know. Um, I don't think it's going to be so much we got to put Cobra Kai out of business is we got to put Terry Silver out of business. Once Terry Silver is done, so is Cobra Kai. And you see, but, well, we, but who we did not see anywhere in that that sizzle reel, Mike teaser Barnes. trailer, whatever. We well, no, we didn't see Mike Barnes. We also did not see John Kreese. Yeah, but uh, there's a like it's like we both said earlier that this is basically a teaser. We don't. I think there's a lot more to come, 
And uh, the the one part, uh, yeah, you hear uh, Terry Silver say, you're playing with fire, and there's Chosen looking him in the eye. He ain't afraid of him at all and says, I am gasoline. So, uh, you know, I, I, it should be interesting where they go with Chosen in this because he was, you know, in Karate Kid 2, obviously he was an ultra-serious character. And when we first meet him again, we're led to believe he's still this ultra serious character. And then by the end of that episode, he's just fuck with him. Oh, he's got a massive sense of humor now. Yeah, well, but 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 that that was then. But uh, he wasn't in this particular situation. He knows that uh, you. He knows this is a very serious situation and he, and he's going to be serious. And, and, uh, you know, I think, you know, come down to a fight already. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi already whooped his ass years ago, humiliated him. I mean, pushed him into a mirror that got paint dumped all over his, his, uh, hair and shit. Uh, speaking of Miyagi, did you notice the, you know, Pat Morita stand in when, uh, in that brief shot of chosen in the uh, in Miyagi's garden area. Well, that was just a clip from Karate Kid Three. No, that was chosen bowing to him. No, no, <laughs> I don't. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm I sure may have to rewatch it. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was. I just, could be wrong. Yeah, that was just a clip of uh, from Karate Kid Three, and I'm wondering. I'm pretty sure. Everybody's anticipating whether there's going to be a fight scene between uh, Daniel and Silver or if there's going to be a fight scene with him and Chosen. Because already, I mean, Miyagi just humiliated him, what, 30-plus years previously. Um, I think Chosen can hurt him badly because Miyagi... Yes, but but does Chosen fighting Terry... You know, do much for the story, or we'll have to. It, s- we'll have to see. We will have I to. Think, see. It depends well, on I'm the situation. It depends on the situation. I'm thinking. You know, it, there's more meaning in Daniel fighting Terry Silver versus you know, Chosen doesn't know Terry from fucking Adam. He's just there because Daniel asked him to be there. Yes, I realize that. I realize that, so, but I think that you know. But they they just can't can't uh, set up the, that the two are going to fight. They uh, obviously Terry Silver has to do something to provoke the situation. You know, like uh, maybe he's going to have oh about uh, five or ten of his best students. You know, and there and there's Daniel and Chosen, and he's going to go get them and. And uh, da- Daniel and Chosen are go- are just going to be picking them off one by one and making it look easy. Either that or if it's going to be Terry Silver and Chosen, it'll be one of those things, uh, you know, very much like Chosen was in Karate Kid 2, not understanding honor and all that. And, you know, it'll be, I was once like you, I didn't understand honor. So I'm going to beat your ass and teach you honor. And you know it's making me. I can wonder, see that work. Where is where is Johnny going to fit into all of this? He's got to fit in somewhere. Uh, 
I'm sure he will, but I don't think it will be until the second half of the season. The first half is going to be all about, you know, going to Mexico, Johnny, going to Mexico, finding Miguel, bringing him back, all that shit. Another thing I, that is very obvious that we knew it from the end of uh, season four is uh, Tori is really, she doesn't, you you know, she's going to stick with Cobra Kai, but she does not trust Terry Silver 100%. You know, uh, she has that sense of dignity that she wants to win fair and square with no excuses. And that's going to be the turning point, though, is she was sticking with Cobra Kai, you know, because of those reasons and because of Crease. Without Crease there, we're going to see her story arc go you know, she's going to move further and further away from silver. Especially because you clearly see it in that one clip there where, uh, imagine these legs, these two by fours are legs sweep them, you know, and how badly Daniel got hurt doing that shit. And obviously Tori's about to go through the same thing. And uh, yeah, that's going to make her question him. Yeah, no, she's obviously going to end up, Maybe not this season, possibly the next, if there is a next. We don't know that yet, but at some point, she's obviously jumping ship from Cobra Kai to uh, Miyagi-Do or Eagle Fang or whatever, but it's going to be a hell of a ride. Uh, I, I you know, wish it was fucking September now. <laughs> Uh, I know. I mean, filming has been completed. It's just this fucking waiting point now. And well, once the well, yeah, filming's done. But I mean, they still there's so much you know post editing and sound mixing and all that. I mean, it, there's a reason we only got a teaser because that's what they could put together to throw out there. They're still working on that show. I guarantee it. They're not sitting there going, let's make these motherfuckers wait. They're going, fuck, we only have till September 9th to finish this. <laughs> and another thing, too, I mean, if they're, uh, if, if Daniel, Johnny, and Chosen are, tra are training people, uh, the other person, I forgot who he is, damn it, but he's comparing uh, the training from Terry Silver to his students and whatever uh, whatever Daniel and Chosen are doing to uh, Rocky Four, where you have Ivan Drago um, training with the, uh, with the best equipment and steroids that the Soviet government can buy him, while Rocky is training old school. Well, I mean, yeah, he's, he's chopping woods and... Pulling wood a fucking sled. <laughs> pulling a sled and climbing mountains and going, Drago! <laughs> Yes. Yes. Anyway, we are out of time for this segment. Uh, anyway. Quick question before we go. Yes. Do we see Hillary Swank show up in this season? They are talking about it, but maybe season six. Who knows? I mean, it took us, what, fucking three seasons to get Allie, so maybe. Oh, no. Hopefully, hopefully, though, we see Colonel Dugan again. I... <laughs> I mean, Michael Ironside did such a phenomenal mm. job with that. With that, I role. do like Michael Ironside. He's awesome. <laughs> He's a great actor too, uh, as far as playing a villain goes. But, uh, yeah, you really want to see him play a dick? Watch Starship Troopers. It's a horrible movie, but Michael Ironside is awesome in it. 
Uh, I don't know. He made people's heads explode in scanners. No, that's true. Yeah. All so right. watch either one of those. Yeah. And that's going to do it for this edition of Outlaw Radio. On tap for next week is yet to be determined. But we're going to end the show with Idaho's own Muzzy Braun with Rodeo Man. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and we'll be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio. I must have been born in the right space and time A drifter, a seer, well I ain't got a dime No worries or troubles, ain't nobody can Be as happy as me, I'm a rodeo man I rode all the tough ones, mean sons of bitches, broken some bones, I took hundreds of stitches, but ain't nothing to it if you stick to my plan, be prouder than hell to be a rodeo man, someday I'll make it to the top of the world, I'll drive a Cadillac, I'll have all kinds of girls, I'll be the envy of all the top hands Thank God Almighty I'm a rodeo man Polished in my Stetsons on tight Fixing to ride for that gold buckle tonight My muscles are hardened and my face is tight and tanned Tonight they'll be proud that I'm a rodeo man Tonight I'll make it to the top of the world Warm up the Cadillac, won't you call up the girls Tonight I'll join Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band. Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast. Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than fresh-baked tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from fresh-baked tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Today. 
support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of OutlawRadioABS.com. Get Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including the new Eden nutritional support system. Check out We the People holsters, made in America by gun nerds who are not afraid to support and stand up for their Second Amendment rights. Click on the We the People holsters banner in the Outlaw Radio store. Get the best night's sleep in the whole wide world and more with Mike Lindell's My Pillow, Pillows, and other products. Click on the My Pillow banner in the Outlaw Radio store. Use promo code Outlaw and save up to sixty-six percent. Visit My Patriot Supply and purchase buckets of food with a twenty-five-year shelf life. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live. Entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Visit OutlawRadioABS.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. You've heard the phrase, America's most loved brands. And what exactly did our loyalty to some of those most loved brands get us? I'll tell you what, money and lots of it. For organizations and their ideologies that directly conflict with American core values and the American way of life. Enter Etruzu.com, a place for patriots to buy and sell. You can open your own online store for as little as $25 per month and grow your business as big as you want. Buy from patriots and sell to patriots. Everything from ordinary household items to absolutely anything that's available from companies that do not have our country's best interests at heart. With Etruzu.com, you know who you're buying from and you know who you're selling to. Let's make your brand one of America's most loved. Get started at etruzu.com. E-T-R-U-Z-O-O.com. Etruzu, a place where patriots buy and sell. Mark your calendar and make plans now to experience Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. Take the whole family and enjoy good food and drink, country music, Americana music, rock, and red dirt. Artists performing include Colby Cooper, Lainey Wilson, Ellie Mae Mellencamp, Cliff Miller, Austin English, The Steel Woods, Shane Smith and the Saints, Sam Riggs, and more. Sponsors of Highway 30 Music Fest 2022 include Bud Light, Falls Brand Independent Meat Company, Snake River Pool and Spa, and 95.7 KEZJ is Southern Idaho's new country. Have a great time while helping organizations and families in need. Highway 30 Music Fest will take place rain or shine. That's Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. To order tickets and for more information, visit hwy30musicfest.com. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. 
I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Oh, no.